right, guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I am your host, Don Q. How's everyone doing today? It is December 17th, 2021, Friday. Just a smidge under a week before Christmas. I hope everyone's excited. I know I am. I've been a good boy this year. Hopefully Santa's going to bring me some stuff. And hopefully uh, Santa went shopping at uh, Redcon1.com and he used uh, promo code T20Cordimus, guys. You can do the same. Check out the link at the bottom of the podcast app. Check them out this weekend. They're having a great sale on um, on their website. Uh, it's 30% off. If you could just click the link at the bottom, it'll send you right to the website. That way the show gets credit for you uh, participating and uh, right now they have uh, like i said 30 percent off and if you spend 50 dollars or more you get a free hoodie that's right great protein powders great pre-workouts break you know pretty much everything they have is, is is good stuff check them out and let them know don sent you and while you're on that podcast app if you listen to us on apple if you could please give me a five-star rating and most importantly, if you want to leave a comment, you want to leave a review, that's great. But that five-star rating will help the most. And then, of course, what even helps even more than that is sharing this with your friends, whether you're on Apple, Podbeam, Spotify, um, Google Play, um, whatever, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Please share this with your friends. Let them know. Get the word out. We're really spreading like wildfire. We're, we're blowing up in California. And, of course, overseas, uh, I just want to thank all the new listeners out there. And uh, just keep on doing what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, let's just get this show on the road here. I got a couple of stories I want to talk about. Um, there's a new hacker attack on a payroll company. Is it yours? And uh, Adam Schiff is up to his uh, usual tricks again, doctoring evidence. And uh, is the Build Back Better pro uh, bill dead upon arrival? And we have an update on the Alec Baldwin situation there. And let's see if we can touch on Ghislaine Maxwell's trial update. But uh, let's hit our uh, next sponsor also. Don't forget we are a brand ambassador for Maker's Mark. Great uh, bourbon company out of Kentucky. Uh, they just sent me a little Christmas present. I was kind of like that. It was pretty cool. Uh, check them out. Uh, they make great gifts for the holiday season. Uh, like I said, you have a week till Christmas. Um, check them out. Great stuff. Let them know DTOM sent you. And uh, guys, while you're on that phone there and you're listening to this podcast, if you could go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, give us a liking and a follow. On there you can check out the little crap we put on on those situations. And uh, if you want to leave any comments. Also, uh, something interesting with Facebook. Now, you can also listen to the podcast on Facebook pretty cool so uh go there it's facebook and instagram is don't tread on america and on twitter it is dtom underscore 1775 so go to those check them out and uh give me a holler all right guys on to our first story of the day there is a new hack out there today and this popped up i think this happened actually yesterday it was a ransomware attack on a company called chronos and uh, could this disrupt uh, how employees get paid, manage employees for weeks? Now, um, 
Kronos is a um, is a payroll and HR uh, company, and they handle. I was looking them up, trying to figure out number one if the company I work for uses them, <laughs> but um, the the amount of companies that they deal with across the country is there's a ton. I was gonna list them off, but I'm I'm literally telling you there's probably a hundred different companies on there, and they they range anywhere from local credit unions. Uh, some some big companies I saw Golden Flake, Wawa, um, DHL, a couple of uh, small town, um, you know, municipalities like city uh, government type workers, you know, uh, payroll. They do um, a lot of credit unions, a lot of small universities. I noticed. Now. Um, Basically, what this boils down to, guys, you might want to check this out to see if your company uses them. So if your company uses Kronos, you might not be able to use it. To uh, You might not be able to be able to clock in and out of work for weeks. HR management company Ultimate Kronos Group has been hit with a ransomware attack that is hobbling its clients' access to process payroll, handling timesheets, and managing their workforce. Also hit by the attacks is Kronos Workforce Central, which, contain, which contains a suit of workforce management solutions for time and attendance, absent management scheduling, and more. Kronos Workforce Central tools were created especially for industry to help manage their entire workforce on a cloud platform. For now, Kronos recommends its clients look to alternative uh, alternatives for the workforce management while it navigates the situation. Now, um, some of the interesting things I, I, some of the countries that just popped into my head when I was looking at this, there was a couple of different shipping companies. So like I said, DHL, but not even so much DHL. I mean, like look like FedEx and UPS and those types of companies were, I didn't notice them on there, but I did notice some shipping, like sh ship working, uh, unloading the boats and whatnot. And we've obviously we've been seeing, there's been a problem with that you know, across the country. Um, but like I said, there's a couple of universities. Now that might not be too big of a deal because school's probably going to be out for a couple of weeks, um, for the holidays. But I did notice, um, like I said, some credit unions, local municipalities, some, some hospitals, different healthcare situations. Um, I mean, hopefully everyone, these companies are, should be aware of it. I would assume Hopefully, there's no halt in uh, paychecks getting distributed, and uh, because I don't know about you, but I know if it was me, um, obviously, I would be thinking, you know, if you're not going to pay me, I'm not coming to work. You know, especially this time of year, a lot of people are spending money for Christmas. Um, whether you're using cash or credit card, you got to be able to pay those bills. And if there's no paycheck coming in, then uh, could be in a little bit of trouble. So, hopefully. Everything works out for the people that use this system and are able to figure it out and uh, get everyone paid. So on to our next story of the day. Adam Shithead Shift. Or Shiffy Shift or what Trump called him, what, Pencil Neck? I, I'm going to go with the DTOM version. Adam Shithead Shift. Okay. Doctoring evidence once again. So, you know, after leaking fake Donald Trump Jr. emails, fabricating a transcript of a 2019 phone call between Donald Trump and Ukraine's president, 
and lying about his interactions with the so-called whistleblower behind the first impeachment of Donald Trump, Schiff is now running the same con against fellow lawbankers. During a hearing Monday on the riot at the Capitol for January 6th, Adam Schiff claimed to have proof that a member of Congress texted former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows to instruct former Vice President to overturn the election. Now, something they're not mentioning in this story, the the form, the other member of Congress was uh, Bob Johnson. No, it was uh, shit. What was his name? Jim Jordan. <laughs> Jim Jordan from Ohio. Um, so not only did Schiff misrepresent the substance of the text messages and the source, he even doctored original text messages which were attained and reviewed by the Federalist in their entirety. So, uh, let me read on here. I want to display just a few messages he received from the people of Congress, Schiff said, referring to Meadows. The committee is not naming these lawmakers at this time as our investigation is ongoing. If we could cue the first graphic. So, in this story, they're not naming the the other congressman. Like I said, it's Jim Jordan from Ohio. But um, basically, without reading this line for line, what, what he did was there was a slew of texts between different members of Congress, different members of the White House, and what he basically did was take bits and pieces of the text messages back and forth and piece them together to make his own texting. Now, he's done this before, and uh, he must have got it from Eric Swalwell because he's done it also. My question is, these are people that are fucking running our country, and they're lying continuously to try and frame and screw other politicians, other lawmakers, presidents, whatever the case may be. Why? I saw a thing, well, he should be kicked off of um, different committees. Fuck that shit. He should be arrested for falsifying information and falsifying government documents. This is this is a... Okay, if, if you are subpoenaed by Congress and you fail to show up like... like um, Breitbart, uh, shit, what was his name? Damn, I can't think of his name. I'm sorry, kind of fired up right now. But, um, you know, he was held in contempt. Mark Meadows holding, held in contempt of Congress for not showing up. So if that's such a big fucking deal, why shouldn't lying during these these uh, commissions, these committees, why shouldn't that be just as big of a deal? If I was called in front of Congress, if I was called in front of this committee for whatever reason, and I lied to them, about whatever, right? They would hold me in contempt. They would hold me in perjury. What's the difference? He's lying to obtain falsifications of information. He's bullshitting his way to try and, and it has nothing because he knows that he's lying. He knows he's lying, obviously. So he knows what he's doing. He's trying to trick these guys into whatever and then maybe through public perception or the media basically get a conviction much like what ha what happened when Trump was going through all the shit with the dossier and whatnot uh, once again much like Fauci lied and people died I don't think Fauci should retire I think he should be fired and then he should be put in prison for what he did with Corona and then Schiff should be right in the cell with him because the things that Adam Schiff is doing 
is is causing harm in public perception because obviously companies like CNN and MSNBC they're going to run with what Schiff is saying even though it's not the truth and it's just utterly ridiculous that we can allow these lawmakers to to continue to do this when when are these guys going to get impeached we have got to clean up Congress we've got to and I'm not even just talking about like Schiff and Eric Swallow and these guys like that I mean, it, I'm talking about Republicans, too. There's plenty of Republicans that need to go away, just as much as there's more than plenty of Democrats that need to go away. So I, I, I say this, and I wish I had the ability to be able to run for one of these offices. I, I don't know that I would do a good job. I get kind of pissed off, and I say things that I shouldn't say. People think Donald Trump was bad. Hello, my name's Don. <laughs> You know, I mean, and and I can't. It's very hard for me to control uh, my my mouth at times. And when I get a little pissed off, that the shit just comes out. Um, but the things that Adam Schiff is doing and some of these guys are doing uh, is just uncourageable. And I, in my opinion, I think Adam Schiff believes he's untouchable because of who his ancestry is. And, you know, I talked about that on a show a couple of weeks ago. If you want to go back, listen to the Rothschilds part two, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But Schiff needs to go away. All right. Next story. Build back better. Dead on arrival? Hmm. Uh, obviously, Mansion. Okay, so you have a 50-50 split in the... Um, in the uh, Senate, right? So you have 50 Republicans, 50 Democrats. So in this Build Back Better, obviously, surprisingly, I should say, you're going to have 50 Republicans vote no. And then ideally, if you have 50 uh, Democrats vote yes, well, then Kamala being the president of the Senate would be your tiebreaker, and they would win 51 to 50. Um, So... What it's going to boil down to, I was watching a bit on the news before I started recording, and uh, they do this thing, it's called the Bird Law. It was named after one of the senators back in the day, and um, crazy as this sounds, I know it's going to sound fucking crazy, but what the Bird Law essentially is, is when you have a, a, a situation like this, because if if they could get 60 votes, it would be a done deal. There would be no reason to to... You know, scrutinize the bill; they would ju- it just get passed, right? So, in these situations, what they do is they're supposed to break the law down piece by piece. Okay, uh, I don't know the exact dollar amount, but what is it like two trillion or two and a half trillion, whatever that they're asking for for this thing? Um, what they would do is say, okay, uh, this two point whatever trillion dollars, what is it going to? Okay, it's going to to these twenty things. I don't know what it's going to, but let's just say twenty different things. Um, they would take each one of those things and say, okay, why is this necessary and how much is, okay, if, if there's a, you know, 20 million to this first thing, why did, why is that thing important? Why do they need 20 million? So on and so forth. And that way, what they'll do then it's, it's done in the, in the idea that maybe instead of the 20 items at 2 trillion, they might get 10 items at a trillion or, you know, whatever. I'm just using roundabout numbers. I'm not 
I'm being specific. But that's the idea behind the bird law. And then they'll throw out items that don't fit uh, the needs, so to speak. Um, oddly enough, they call that, well, the news put it politely, bird droppings. But we all know what they mean. It's bird shit. Uh, personally, I think the whole bill's bull... bull <laughs> I was going to say bullshit, but bird shit. Um, either way, tomato, tomato. But we've already... How much money have we already put into this dude's... You know, he ain't even been president in a year. We're... The more... It's like they, they're they literally using the Federal Reserve as a printing press, which is causing more and more uh, of the... Um, I'm sorry, I'm watching TV and talking at the same time, and it's messing me up. But it's causing more more problems with the money. It's, it's shorting the dollar. And and the thing is, is the Federal Reserve, much to many people's dismay, and if you don't know this, the Federal Reserve is a private entity owned by hmm, who? The Rothschilds. Go back to the episodes, look. Um, and they essentially are loaning us the money, devaluing the dollar, which doesn't just hurt us, you, me, and the next person, or this country, but the world, because the world runs a lot around our money. Let me read this article. This is from ABC News. Senator Joe Manchin settled in at President Joe Biden's family home in Delaware on Sunday morning in the fall as Democrats worked furiously to gain his support on a far-reaching domestic package. The two-hour-long session was a kind of special treatment being showered on the West Virginia senator. The president at one point even showing Manchin around his Wilmington home. But months later, despite de Democrats slashing Biden's big bill in half and meeting the senator's other demands, Manchin is no closer to voting yes. In an extraordinary display of uh, political power in the evenly split 50-50 Senate, a single senate senator is about as seriously set back an entire president agenda. We're frustrated and disappointed, said Dick Durbin, the majority whip. Very frustrated, said another Democratic senator, granted anonymity to frankly discuss the situation Thursday. Biden said in a statement Thursday night that he still believed we will bridge our differences and advance the Build Back Better plan, even in the face of fierce Republican opposition. With this domestic agenda stalled out in Congress, senators are coming to terms with the reality that the passage of the president's plan, as well as Democrats' high-priority voting rights package, would most likely have to be delayed till next year. Oh, no. <laughs> Falling, failing to deliver on Biden's roughly $2 trillion social and environment bill would be a stunning end to the president's first year in office. Manchin's actions throw Democrats into turmoil at a time when families are struggling against a prolonged COVID-19 crisis. And Biden's party needs to convince voters heading towards the 2022 elections that their unified party control of Washington can keep its campaign promises. The White House has in insisted Manchin is dealing with the administration in good faith, according to Deputy White House Press Secretary Andrew Bates. Manchin, though, has emerged as an uneven negotiator, bending norms and straining relationships because he says one thing one day and another thing in the next adjusting his positions, demands, and rationale along the way. Democratic senators have grown weary of their colleague whose vote they cannot live without, but whose regular chats with Republican leader Mitch McConnell leave um, them concerned he could switch parties and take away their slim hold on power. Before I read on, I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. Whether he switches parties or not, y'all are about to lose power next year. 
unless you do some shady shit, which we obviously know isn't beyond them. Read on. Uh, Mr. Manchin and the Republicans and anybody else who thinks that struggling working families who are having a hard time raising their kids today should not be able to continue to get help that way, then they have their views. Um, I'm sorry. That's their view, and they've got to come forward with the American people and say, hey, we don't think you need help, said Bernie Sanders, the independent from Vermont. Yeah, okay. Let the American let them tell the American people that. The senator appears to both relish and despise all the attention he has commanded over the months. At Biden's home in Delaware, the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer in regular visits with Biden at the Biden at the White House and his daily strolls through the Capitol, where he banters eminably, swats back questions, or simply clams up, which becomes a statement of its own, leaving Manchin whispering to wonder what his silence means. I really could just keep on reading on. I'm going to tell you what I think. I think Manchin is a Democrat from a red state. Um, I would assume his district, or you know, where he, you know, this, there's two senators in every state. So wherever his area falls in the, in the state must be a little bit more leaning towards a blue situation, but the overall state is a red state. Um, he knows, I would assume he's up for re-election next year. So he knows that he votes on this. He's out. They're going to blame this all on Manchin. They're going to blame it on the Republicans. I just, uh, I can't believe, well, like I'm reading here, Manchin insisted that the corporate tax rate proposed raising to 28% should not be an inch past 25. In fact, it ended up not being raised at all. Thanks to opposition from Kristen Cinema. Um, basically, what it boils down to is Manchin wants to be reelected. Okay? He's not going to vote on this at all. So they're going to go through the bird bill. They're going to break the, break the bill down. This isn't going to happen until next year, if it happens at all. And in the meantime, they're going to continue to, you know, attack Joe Manchin, which, you know, whatever. So, uh, needless to say, if wherever you're listening to me from, contact your senators and let them know what you feel. Read the bill. This isn't a bill for us, like where, where Bernie was talking about, help people, help families, raise their kids, and blah, blah, blah. You know, you guys want to work on helping families. Why don't you look at the... the uh, you know, the rise, rising prices, the lack of shit we can buy, the gas prices, the continually rising inflation numbers. Um, and, and all you want to do is add more money to the debt. And I'm sure you'll come out and say, this isn't going to cost a penny. This isn't going to cost a dime. Okay. In the meantime, you could barely afford to take your wife out to dinner. Gas is expensive. And... <laughs> It's like you can almost deal with gas being expensive because this shit comes and goes. But everything has gone up in price. And it's it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Um, I just wish I just wish they would fix it. I I mean I know. I'm sorry. That's a it's a big wish. Obviously it's never gonna come true. <laughs> All right. So um do we have an update on 
Mr. Alec J. Baldwin. Uh, let's see. So, uh, authorities issue search warrant for Alec Baldwin's cell phone in connection with fatal shooting. Authorities in New Mexico have issued a search warrant for actor Alec Baldwin's cell phone as they probe the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust. The cell phone is believed to be in the actor's possession. Now, okay, let me let me stop reading just for a second. So this happened, I, I can't, I want to say October 20-something, 21st maybe. And it's now, this article was yesterday, so you're talking damn near two months later. And they're just now going, trying to get his, you know, getting a search warrant for his phone. Shouldn't that have been day one? Okay, let me read on. <laughs> the cell phone is believed to be in the actor's possession, according to the warrant. The authorities want to look at text messages sent from the presumed iPhone by Baldwin. We are confident that the evidence will show that Mr. Baldwin is not responsible civilly or criminally for what occurred on October 21st, and he continues to cooperate with the authorities. Baldwin's lawyer said in a statement Thursday night, we proactively requested that the authorities obtain a warrant so that we could take steps to protect Baldwin's family and personal information that is clearly unrelated to the investigation. A phone contains personal entire life, a person's entire life. Personal information needs to be protected while they evaluate the phone information. We hope that the authorities continue to focus on how live rounds got on the set in the first place. Investigators also seeking to seize photos, videos, emails, internet, browser history, GPS data, and more, according to the warrant. Santa Fe County is investigating a shooting. No charges have been filed, though none have been ruled out either. Judge David Segura approved the search warrant on Thursday in her affidavit. In her affidavit. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking the judge. The judge's name was damn David. Anyway. In her affidavit, Detective Alexandria Hancock said she asked Baldwin and his attorney for the phone and, and it was instructed to acquire a warrant. Okay. I don't know a lot about a thing, a lot about a lot of things, but I'm going to say this about that. Usually, I mean, I get it. You want a warrant. Um, in the meantime, what are you doing with that phone? Are you calling up your friend Hillary Clinton trying to get some uh, bleach bit, you know, bleach bit, and you know, race and get some hammers out and lose the phone, you know, whatever? You're talking about protecting your personal information. What do you think the the point? You think these people are gonna? Oh, look at that. He was on Pornhub on, on his iPhone. Oh, look at this. His bank account. Oh, look. No, they're not. They're, they literally want to look at text messages. Um, I don't know. Usually, you know, from the crime shows and the movies and whatnot, you see, usually when a person says, I need my lawyer, talk to my lawyer, get a search warrant, get this, they're usually pretty guilty of something. A search of Hutchinson's phone found conversations about the productions dating back to July 14th, according to affidavit. Hancock said she believes there may be information on the phone material and relevant to this investigation and that gathering information prior to the film's production is essential for a full investigation, the affidavit stated. So I'm curious. I wonder if looking, for Helene, looking through Helena Hutchinson's phone, if there was a conversation or conversations between her and Baldwin about whatever, and maybe between the two of them, she said something to him about whatever, and he said something to her about whatever. 
And then maybe she in turn talked to her husband, which we all know is a lawyer. And we all know that whole situation. Curious to know what her text messages said to to Alec Baldwin and her husband or whoever else. And then maybe that's what they're trying to look at. Like the his lawyer's trying to say, oh, you need a warrant because we're trying to protect whatever. But maybe, maybe, obviously, Helena Hutchins' phone would have, okay, I'm talking to Alec. Well, I guess technically, you could put whoever's name you want on that phone. It could be, you know, Bob Johnson texting you, but you put Alec Baldwin in there or whatever, you know, she called him. So maybe they want his phone because let's say there was some damaging rhetoric between the two of them. What if, I mean, we all know Alec Baldwin's a piece of shit and a hothead. So who's to say that on her phone, the text message just said something threatening. Maybe he threatened her somehow or another. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Well, you would obviously want to look at his phone to see if those text messages exist. So like if he texted that to her, it would say me to her. Um, now, granted, he could have already deleted those. Now, I, I'm, I don't know how this works, but if I'm not mistaken, they should have programs and ways to be able to f obtain lost or deleted uh, text messages. I guess that remains to be seen, but I'm just curious. This is going, they want his phone for some reason, and it has to do with text messages. So, like, if he threatened her, I'm, like I said, this is pure speculation. This is just me talking shit. If he threatened her in some way or another, and that reflects on her cell phone. They want to make sure it's on his cell phone. But then also, if it is, who did he talk to? Did he talk to his lawyer or, you know, whoever, whatever? You know, was he put up to this? Was it more sinister than anyone's thinking? Like, as far as we know, this was an accident. The way he's claiming it was a pure accident. Didn't know the gun was loaded, blah, blah, blah. And even... Let's assume he didn't know the gun was loaded, and but the live rounds got in there somehow and for some reason. We can't discount the fact that that happened. Like, you've heard situations where people have gotten shot in movies on quote-unquote accident, but it was even to the fact where, like, a the blank or whatever, you know, type of ammunition they used wasn't a live round, but a fragment of said round broke off and whatever. This was a actual live round. So one would think, how did that live round get in the gun? Well, obviously, someone put it in there, right? That's the news of the obvious, right? And that's not my news of the obvious for the day. I got something else for that. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> whether he did it, the armorer did it, someone snuck on the set and did it, someone put that live round in there for some reason. And those reasons remain to be seen. But Lord knows I'm curious. And like I stay, said in the last show, it makes me wonder if if this has anything to do with the little black book that that's, uh, that's oddly enough disappearing. <laughs> Going to Ghislaine. So yeah, the black book, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the DOJ and lawyers on both sides came to an agreement that the little black book won't be released. The names in the book won't be released. One would have to ask the question, why? I talked about this on the last show. This was, of course, before they struck the deal with the DOJ. 
But like I was saying to you guys the other day, there's names in this book of people that we all know, and there's names in there that we don't know, of people, you know, we don't know, whatever. Why would the DOJ want to say, we don't need to know who those names are? Why would the prosecutor, Comey's daughter, and the judge who's getting a higher position after this case is over, why would they, people of, of law, quote-unquote, and protection and enforcement, want to hide the names of possible pedophiles and or rapists and or sexual offenders, whatever the case, whatever, whatever word you want to call these people, why would you want to hide that? Why would you want to take all the videotape that allegedly exists from Epstein's many houses and, you know, apartments, condos, whatever, and not admit that into evidence? Why? Who are you trying to protect? Obviously, their main goal is to to prosecute uh, Ghislaine. That's obviously their end goal. And like I said in the last show, she's going to pay for his sins because, you know, he's already dead, maybe, whether he killed himself or he was killed. I think he, we all, I think a lot of us, especially people listening to this, don't believe he killed himself. But my point is, why would the the government, essentially, um, want to hide the names of these perpetrators? I just don't get it. You're 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 trying to you try to get Epstein on whatever. You're trying to get Ghislaine on whatever. Well, these two people well, one's dead, supposedly. Um you're trying to get these two people on situations of luring and rape and uh, you know, whatever the whatever all the charges are. But why wouldn't you want the people that were involved in the situations? It wasn't just her and Epstein. Now, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that either one of them are innocent. Obviously, listening to Epstein was already a convicted uh, child, or not child, but um, a sex offender. He was, it was already a done deal. Um, he had already been convicted and he was a felon prior to any of this. And she's been been around him for however many years doing this. It wasn't just them two. They were doing this for other people. The people in the books. Whether those people were whoever. The names we know that we've heard of. Kevin Spacey's and Bill Clinton's. And, you know, you hear Donald Trump's name. Okay, well, if he did something nefarious then he needs to be tried too i'm not i'm not defending trump or anyone else that was in this book if they're in this book and they did something wrong and they have videotape of what of whatever did who you know of whoever did whatever then those people need to be tried we shouldn't be hiding their names why is the doj doing this and why aren't we asking these questions and why why oh why isn't the media doing this why is this being covered up by the media, because I mean, I could assume that I, I I would almost guarantee not knowing all the names that are in this black book for a fact. I mean, we can assume and we've heard rumors about the names that are in there, 
but I'd be willing to bet there's CNN personnel in that black book. There's MSNBC personnel. There's uh, there might be Fox people in that. I'm not saying anyone's innocent here. I'm not saying it's all Democrats in there. Obviously, there's freaks everywhere in all walks of life. Why is this being covered up? There's probably people in government on that list. Surely, those are the questions that we need to be asking. The fact that you can't, you can barely find any coverage on this, should speak volumes. Is we are being mouthfucked by all the trials lately between Small Yay, uh, fucking Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, Maude Aubrey, now um, the other case out of Minnesota. I mean, it's just been case on case on case on case, and it's constant news coverage of these cases, and no one's talking about the case of the. <laughs> case of the decade why that's the question that we should be asking as an American public but instead we're going to scare you with another variant it's another variant guys oh I, no we're not calling them variant now they're strains I saw I saw a thing on Twitter the new next strain coming out will be the moronic variant and someone's like wasn't it weird that uh, Om- Omnicron is a is, you know, a mix-up of the letters of moronic. Hmm, interesting. <sighs> I'm going to go into some COVID talk on the next show because um, there's some interesting stuff I saw uh, Dr. Fuckhead, I mean Fauci, talk about. But uh, we'll see. <sighs> um, all right, so on to our last show. This is going to be kind of a short show, and I'll, I'll give you all a big sugar water on that one. But um, <laughs> let's go to our last Last bit of the news here for the day. News of the obvious with your host, PCGC. All right. So uh, our beloved president, Poopy Pants, was uh, doing a commencement speech today in South Carolina. And uh, the news of the obvious part of this is that Joe Biden's a racist. Joe Biden don't know what the fuck's going on. And Joe Biden likes to make fun of people. Here we go. We learned there's no difference between a black entrepreneur and a white entrepreneur in success, except the black entrepreneur usually doesn't have a lawyer. Of course, President Harris is a proud Howard alum. Did you catch that, President Harris? And I had trouble talking until I was well into high school. Okay. So there you go. Um, there, President Poopy Pants McGee, um, calling our president, President Harris, once again. Okay. Uh, making fun of stuttering people. Of course, you can never believe what the hell he's saying anymore because he lies so damn much. And uh, and then you know, talking about black people. Don't have lawyers and they don't. Yeah. It's just amazing how people. I, I don't. I don't know. The the cover up for this man's idiocracy is amazing, and the fact that he's made it a year is surprising to me. Well, it's not quite a year, but you know, close enough. Uh, the question is: is how much longer is he going to be our president? And. Uh, I saw something interesting uh, the other day now. So there's been rumor and talk about him running or not running in 2024. You haven't made it out the first year. 
your the first year of being one of the most one of the most worst or the crappiest whatever the word you want to use there president in our history you're one year in and you've already gained that title i mean at least jimmy carter didn't fuck up till till his third year i think it was so um you're one year in and you fucked up but yet you're talking about 2024 like you did something nonetheless uh it's to the point now where cnn i, I think just had a list it was either yesterday or the day before they put a list out of the of the 12 best candidates for 2024 so even his his personal media doesn't think he should run if they're already touting other names because i'm telling you right now the 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 pool ain't that deep on the democratic side they have no momentum to the point where now unfortunately i've seen hillary popping her ugly ass head up around so i don't know if the intention is for her to run I think they said that if if Biden were to run in 24 and win, he would be 86 when he when he was done. So in 2028, Jesus Christ, I, I personally can't even imagine it. This dude's so demented now. What he just turned 79, I think. He's so demented now. There's no way in hell he would make it another seven years. He'll be lucky if he makes it the rest of his term this go around, let alone another term. He's he's so much worse. His cognitive decline is so much worse than it was a year ago, two years ago. I mean, he is spinning. And uh, the fact that anybody thinks he's going to make it three more years, let alone seven, they're disillusioned too. All right, guys. And that is all I have for today. Uh, don't forget about our last sponsor. Sorry to leave them to last. I, I should have hit them before news of the obvious, but our legendary sponsor, that's right. <clears throat> Got to get my sultry voice on. Uh, smoothmyballs.com backslash DTOM. Check them out for 20% off razor and razor accessories. And uh, it's probably probably too close to Christmas to order your razor for your your husband or your wife or whomever you would want to have smooth balls. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe when you get some Christmas money, you get like a debit card from your your folks or, you know, your your wife or whoever. Maybe you go check them out. Use the link at the bottom of the podcast app. And uh, buy you a nice razor. It's good stuff. I'm telling you, I don't I don't use it for what it's for. Um, but I do, I have, like I said, I have to shave my chest when I go for treatment and uh, scans and whatnot. And it, it does shave pretty good. I will say that. And it's quiet. It's not very loud. So check them out. Let them know that DTOM sent you. And also, guys, while you're on the computer, don't forget to check out our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. On there, you will you can see videos and whatnot. You can subscribe. You'll get show updates. Uh, also, you can link from there to our um, our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also the podcast is on pretty much every app available. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you know that. Whatever platform you're listening to us on, guys, please share this with your friends. And like I said, if you're on Apple, um, give me a five star. But the most important thing, guys, is share this with your friends. If you're listening to this on Apple and you have a friend and you're introducing them to podcasts, um, but they have an Android phone. That's cool. We're on Google Play. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeart. We're on Stitcher. We're on Amazon. 
we're basically on anything that you can listen to a podcast, you're, we're on. The only exception is Pandora. And what do we say here at DTOM? Fuck Pandora, right? I don't know why I'm not on Pandora. I don't know why they never approved me, but they can suck it. Cool. <laughs> but anyway, uh, share this with your friends. Keep it rolling, guys. I want to thank the listeners in California. Guys, you guys are killing me. You guys are really blowing it. Like I said, I'm based out of Florida, and you have almost tripled my downloads in Florida. And uh, But I do want to give some props to Florida. You guys are starting to get the downloads in. That's cool. Just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Because you were in third place. You were behind California and Ireland. Okay? I'm blowing up in Ireland. So I just want to thank everybody out there. Just keep this going. We're almost to a year. Well, our anniversary will be next month. I'm hoping to have Chris back on here pretty soon. He would have been on actually today. But like I said, a week before Christmas, we've got a lot of things going on. We have the DTOM official Christmas party tomorrow, right? The DTOM Christmas party. Maybe I'll be able to put some, some pictures up on Facebook and Twitter because me and Chris are probably going to get shit-faced. <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, you guys have a great day. It is Friday, December 17, 2021. And uh, I will talk to you again on Sunday. You have a great day. And uh, Merry Christmas.